Hey fam, thanks for checking this little recording out. If you're listening to this, it means you must have attended a talk, workshop, or even a class of mine that I recorded, and you want to get the nitty gritty. That's great. Excellent. If you're just being snoopy and you're trying to figure things out, it's all good. My name's Dan White Hodge. I'm an educator, and you're about to learn something today. Thanks again for following up, and I truly hope this adds an enrichment to you and your work. As always, hit me up if you got them questions at whitehodge.com and check out my podcast while you're at it, Profane Faith. I'll talk with you later. Peace. Thank you so much. Y'all are y'all are too much. Y'all are too much. Oh, man, I got a, another big cheer here in the COVID-19 lectures here in Interpersonal Com. Y'all, we have a special guest. We would have loved to have done this in person. I was trying to get Dr. Uh, Pierre to come out and, uh, and hook us up. But you know what? The things hit and here we are. So welcome, Dr. Elizabeth Pierre. Thank you so much for coming out. Well, thank you so much for having me. I love supporting you in your amazing class and podcast. So glad to be here. So thank you. Absolutely. Yes. Well, um, I've had you come out a couple of different times and particularly because of your background and just because of the amazing person that you are and whatnot. Maybe share a little bit with the class about who you are, what you do, um, and why you do what you do. Great. Thank you. So, um, again, I, I, I'm Dr. Elizabeth Pierre. I teach both in the seminary and at the School of Professional Studies. Um, I teach intro pastoral care courses um, at uh, the seminary, and I teach classes on trauma and how to integrate spirituality um, into counseling. So, Background. Um, I have an MA in counseling psychology. I'm so I'm a therapist as well. I actually start seeing clients clients soon again, um, post COVID. Yes. Uh, and uh, my doctorate degrees in pastoral theology, which is an intersection between theology and psychology. I just love integrating those two disciplines. Um, my area of research is around trauma and and how race, culture, and faith impact trauma and its new recovery. So done some work um, abroad, um, especially like working with churches, um, because I think sometimes that um, they tend to over-spiritualize trauma and they just need to understand. And then people are not being malicious, but just to help understand, you know, how trauma impacts the body and how the sociocultural factors impacts one's recovery. So that's been a real joy um, working with churches, both here in the U.S. and abroad. Um, And I just... You know, and oh, my dissertation was on sexual violence, and um, mm. um, and how does uh, atonement theology either hinder or foster the recovery of Black uh, women as sexual survivors, violence survivors? So, so my research is all the way around that, and um, and one of my upcoming projects, Dan. I don't know if I told you this yet, mm-hmm. but it keeps 
is um, how do we understand forgiveness in light of interpersonal violence and looking how race and culture impacts our understanding of forgiveness as well. So that's something that I'm going to be working on. Lord have mercy. That see, that's some good stuff right there. God, yeah. dang. So I'm going to have to be talking to you about that another time. So. Yes. Well, I mean, so, okay, this is good. So one of the things that has come up a lot in the discussion boards is just, um, you know, this idea of angst and this, the emotions of yeah. anxiety and particularly as it pertains to social media, right? It's like, we've got all this yeah. stuff coming at us. We're so much connected. In fact, I was talking with Emily last night. I was like, man, can you imagine if this virus had hit, you know, even 15 years ago, right? Like yeah. online shopping was just getting going. I mean, but like, but now we're so consumed with what we got. So what are some things? And, and by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this. We've been, we talked a little bit. So I based the class around a, a family systems theory approach. So feel free to, nuance that in as well we've been looking at you know that throughout the semester but what are some things just you know from your perspective that folks can do as as we're looking at again just news and just it just seems like it's just bad news after bad news after bad news and that can run up the anxiety the depression fear all that what are some thoughts that you have on that absolutely thank you for asking that so here are a couple of things that I think it's important for your students to be mindful of. Um, and they probably know this, but I just want to stress this. Yeah. Uh, that these are unprecedented times. None of us have experienced anything like this before. Hmm. And I think there's a level of, uh, and then, so if you have any uh, previous mental illness or mental health concerns or family issues, this only exacerbates it. So there's nothing wrong with them. They're not quote unquote crazy. But when you have these intense experiences and I, albeit traumatic experiences, yeah, it exacerbates everything. So if you have been dealing and struggling with depression, this exacerbates it. If anxiety or OCD, something you've been working through and struggling with, this exacerbates it. So I want your students to know um, that and you're not crazy for having these feelings or struggles, or if you feel like your 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 things are intensified, that's actually an appropriate response given our circumstance right now. And if your relationships have been in crises before COVID, or you struggled communicating with your family, some cases maybe it can repair, but in other cases again it only intensifies. So I think it's just important to acknowledge that because mm. when you feel like, oh, well, I need to snap out of it or I need to be this or I need to communicate this way now. It's not helpful, actually. Mm. Just encouraging. It's important just to know, like, this is where you are. Um, This is what it is to kind of assess it. Like, I wouldn't want a doctor to tell me something that's not true about my condition. Okay. They need to tell me what the situation is so we can probably move forward to how to treat it. So don't don't imagine where you want to be if that's not where you are right now. Just say this is where I am, if that makes sense. So what do I need to meet to to, to help me where I am right now? So if I'm struggling, for example, and I'll just take myself personally, like you know, like with anyone, and I think students need to know that their professors are struggling too. Yeah, amen. Come on. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's not just that you're the only ones. We have our own stressors. I have family and friends that I'm concerned of about. You know, I'm concerned about going to the store. I'm concerned about, you know, like what, what it's like, you know, what, what, what life will look like months or weeks from now. And so when those feelings come, 
I was like, okay, God, even just before this time, I was like, okay, God, I'm feeling a little stressed and anxious. And um, I know, you know, not everyone has a faith background, but for me, as you know, I do. So I'm like, and, and we'll talk about how, what other ways things people can do. It's like, God, I'm struggling. I just need some peace. I need some, some strength here. So I did some deep breathing. Mm. I did kind of just say, you know, God, this is what I'm feeling right now, acknowledging it. But like Mr. Rogers says, if it's not manage- mentionable, it's not manageable. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, Mr. Rogers. Okay. Yeah, he brought it. If it's not mentionable, it's not manageable. So just be honest with where you are. Like, I'm really having a hard time today. I'm really stressed out. And so you're like, what's happening? And for me, maybe I had too many cups of coffee this morning. So I'm not going <laughs> to cups of coffee. Or maybe I need to go for a quick walk. So I want to encourage your students is to acknowledge where you are. And then say, okay, what do I need in this moment? Do I need to step away from the commuter? Do I need to make a phone call? What's the invitation? Do I need to just, you know, take a deep breath? And don't underestimate what deep breathing can do. We don't, we tend to breathe very shallowly. Mm. Need to take, so take three deep breaths. It's amazing how that will calm your nerves and your angst down. And that is, I was, I was, we were, mm-hmm. so the family and I, we got a, a little, um, what is that, a mindful app. I'm freaking, I have to get the mm-hmm. name of it real quick here. And, and mm-hmm. um, one of the things they talk about, I think it's a breathe, I think, is that what it's called? It's, uh, mm. and, and essentially they walk you through these, these, um, you know, mindful exercises, which is great, right? Because it's like, you said it, we do, we breathe shallowly. And I and I recognize that, like, I know when I'm feeling angsty, that's, I notice my breath and I'm like, oh, crap, I'm just, I'm taking real short breaths as opposed to, like you said, mm-hmm. sitting up straight, feet on mm-hmm. the ground, feeling yourself in a seat and breathing deeply. That's, that's, that's a good reminder. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going back to the simple things, you know? Yes. We want to jump, you know, and, I, and I'm learning that for myself. It's like, what am I eating today? Mm. Actually not helpful, you know? So, I mean, I get my sweets, but I'm realizing that, especially in the times like this, is not helpful for your immune system right now. So beefing up as best as you can on your vegetables, on good protein, as best as you can. I know that's not always the case for everyone. Drinking lots and lots of water. Because when you get the basics down, then it helps with the other things, the other factors. Yeah. So, water, um, drinking plenty of fluids and listening to your body. That's another thing is that I'm learning to listen more to my body. Lately, Dr. Dan, I've been craving sweet potatoes. So Come I've been on. like, going on. like, I like sweet potatoes, but I've been like craving them left and right. And it happens to be that. I, so I went online to figure out what's going on with sweet potatoes. It has this thing called carotoid. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's really good for your immune system. Your body knows what it needs. So pay attention to that. Wow. That's deep. You know, know? and so if you're craving something, like, why am I, you know, and I'm like, holy moly, I had no idea. But your body often speaks to you before even your mind sometimes. So pay attention to that. Hmm. Well, that's interesting, too. And so, I mean, and so how, so I I read a tweet the other night, uh, or it might have been last night or something, that they they talked about just essentially being you know, because we're all on lockdown and whatnot. I I think I just saw that every state now has a of uh, a mandatory, you know, shelter in place, uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, effect, you know, that's, you know, at least to the end of the month and whatnot. And when somebody had tweeted, was like saying like, well, I'm just having a hard time. I, you know, my husband thinks this way. My father-in-law thinks this way that we're all in the house. Uh, my kids are this way. What would you say to folks who are just trying to navigate t- 
interesting family dynamics as we're oh. and you know i mean and, and all the the, the kind of nuances <laughs> that come in i know that's a big question all the nuances that come with being in a crisis being together now all of a sudden i don't know does that make sense absolutely and i want to answer the question in two ways um first um yeah Actually, before I I wanted to say this, I also recognize that maybe for some of your students, being at home is not the safest place to be. Mm. And that's really important. And so just want to give a quick plug out, like shelters are still open. There are still hotlines that are still available. um, Just a week ago or two weeks ago, the governor has given about $1.2 million to expand services for families. Okay. are not shut down. Those are still available. So if you need to just call... Um, that I think the National Domestic Hotline, Chicago, go online. They are still um, they're still available. So I, I just important, you know, not, that those are not shut down, and they're trying to manage everything in light of COVID. But if you do need support, those are still available. Um, therapists are still available for teletherapy, and many are doing. Um, uh, I'll send you some referrals. Are doing pro bono work just to support, because I know that people are just, are, are, are struggling. So I just wanted to just put that out there first before talking about the family dynamics. Please, yes, thank you. So those are just important reminders. Um, as far as family dynamics, again, th- th- that's hard, it's tricky, but what might be helpful, and everyone knows their family, is that, you know, like weekly or daily ch- check-ins to ask for what you need. Um, again, your family dynamics are not going to disappear in light of COVID. Again, like I said, they may be exacerbated because of COVID. But what the only thing you can control is what you need. So mm. say, you know what, if, if, if you need 30 minutes every day just to kind of be in the corner or go for a walk, do that. Um, you, you can't be responsible for how someone responds, but you can be responsible for how you need to sit, get, stay grounded. Mm, okay. I need to I need to leave for about an hour, or you know what? I need to be in like in, in, a, in a somewhere in the house or be in the bathroom longer than usual. Be in the bathroom for if that's the only quiet place you have, then you know do what you need to do in the bathroom. Whether you know you know you're not doing anything, but if you need to to do you know some silence, go there. Um, if you just need to be outside on a porch somewhere and just say and communicate that, and that's important. Communicate your class, right? Saying you know what. Whether or not you may understand this family member, this is what I need today. You know, I need 20 minutes just to be by myself. I need to 20 minutes to talk to my friends. I need 20 minutes to be however long to be in social media. And it's also empowering for you. You get to choose how you want to engage. And again, doesn't mean people understand, especially mm-hmm. if your family struggles with boundaries, but you do what you need to do so that you don't lose your mind in, in your house. Yes. And I mean, and you mentioned it before. I mean, like you said, getting out. I mean, what, is, what does that look like too? I mean, because, you know, do you suggest getting out more in regards to, you know, just getting fresh air, just the fresh beat of the pavement? Air. Yeah, the beat of the pavement. And again, put your mask on or scarf on, as they say, you know, and stay six weeks away. But there, I, there's this article, I'm not forward to you, Dan, where saying just getting some fresh air is important just to clear your mind. Because being in the house all day, even when I live alone, I need to be out, even as it's taking out the garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, you know, uh, I need to. I need to kind of get out of my apartment. You know, um, 
also making whatever place in your your apartment or home sacred, you know, if it's just lighting up a candle, if it's just putting a picture up that is helpful, like, you know, watering, putting a plant or getting a plant as best as you can, because I think we all feel somewhat a little bit helpless right now. But there are ways that we can empower ourselves with the little thing. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It could be just a little thing. You okay. Know? And I think if we think that way, then maybe it's not so overwhelming. Well, I like that. I like that. Because again, I think oftentimes, and I've recently started seeing my therapist again, just as a result of this whole thing, right? It's like we're doing the whole teletherapy and, uh, you know, it's been great. I mean, obviously I like the face to face, but it's just been nice to, to uh, connect with somebody and just get a third party in. Right. But it's also, I think it's important too, just like you said, we the emphasizing the simple things, right? It's like breathing, walking, giving yourself, uh, grace uh which is i think it's you know i giggle but i'm just like i feel like oftentimes and especially well i feel like oftentimes students in particular want to always get things right rather than just allowing things to be and i get that we all have deadlines and certain professors are tripping not us though right you know we're very flexible no it's just like and you know what i'm glad you brought this up dr dan i want your students also to know that it's okay to grieve. They've lost a lot in different ways. You know, I don't know if some of you are still students, you were gonna graduate, they're not gonna have that. Grieve what they thought their senior year would be. Yeah. Um, grieve what they thought this year would be or their kind of relationships. Um, so it's okay to have a good cry and meltdown. I know I have. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's just so cleansing. Okay, yeah, this is not the semester that I wanted, you know? And I tell you, it, there's something, because if it doesn't come out, it's going to stay in, and you'll get sick. Talk, talk to us about that, yes. You know? So if you need a good cry, and if you need to do a good shout and scream, do it. There is nothing wrong with you. If you're feeling just sad, those are all, again, appropriate responses to all that we're experiencing. You don't have to have it all together mm. all or all the time. Wow. I like that. I like that um, um, a lot because, yeah, I've gotten that. And even just in some of the, the research I've done on on particularly 18 to 28 you know, year olds, it's like there's a, a sense in the streak of wanting to do things perfect right out the box and um and and not allowing the you know the 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 experience if you will on the process of failure um and i also get that that you know folks want you know folks who want grades right they want to get that a plus they want to get that but it's like you're right that grieving process Folks who are seniors, folks who are like, man, I'm not. I didn't even get a chance to say goodbye to my my friends. I I left for spring break, and I wow. Mhm, mhm. That's real. So if I would encourage, you know, if you know, everyone has their own outlets. Just have an outlet, whether it's a cry, a shout, a stomp. I a lot of my feelings go through my journal. So if people journaling for some people might be art. Um create something with what you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and uh, don't just don't hold it in. 
Well, let me ask this then. So, you know, because obviously we're at a Christian school and you you mentioned this idea about theology and spirituality. What? Because, you know, there's been some churches, right? There were some staunch churches. You know, we just celebrated Easter, right? Um, Easter mm-hmm. Sunday, which was probably for, I would imagine, a good percentage of the population, <laughs> not what they wanted to be doing, you know, watch, mm-hmm. having an Easter service on your device or your screen or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um but there were places that said, you know, we're going to stay uh, open because this is what God has said. One pastor I, I heard, you know, was, was like, you know, God has told me to keep the church doors open. And this is, you know, God will protect those. And so how do we navigate some of this kind of, as I like to call it, toxic bullshit theology, you know, that uh, that kind of lingers out there and, and really has a lot of folks beholden, you know, to that, right? And, and even that can create some anxiety. I mean, I don't, I know some of your work is in and around this stuff, I mean, particularly around abuse and whatnot, but I don't know, does that make sense? Absolutely. The, 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 you know, what's interesting is that that same pastor happens to ignore the passage, I think, where in the epistles is that obey your government. You know, that there's a part where it says, like, you know, I mean, unless there's something like, you know, we know it's also not not about slavery or racism. You know what I mean? But like a government's putting something in place to protect. I mean, this is a this is how we best love is that's how we care for others. I mean, being together at this time is not an act of love. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. You know what I mean? That's the irony of it. It's and I think sometimes people out of their own anxiety or own fear that they're not listening in the way that's best for their community, you know, and especially sometimes people over-spiritualize things like, but God also gives us wisdom. There are some real good things. Like I would love to be with my friends right now and my family, but out of love for them and for me, and isn't that God has called us to love, love your neighbor as mm-hmm. your, and the best way to love our neighbors right now is by staying away. It seems ironic, but that's the way. So we can come to a point where we can be together again. You know, and sadly, this and I hopefully this pastor read what happened to that church in Illinois, that something very similar happened. And so many people got sick. I don't mm. believe that God's will at all. Right. You know, that's not the kind of sacrifice that I believe God is calling us to, you know. And so um, and I think sometimes pastors want to be some type of hero. And I'm like, that job is already taken. That's not your job. Take care of your people. Keep them safe. Don't gather. <laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. And and so let me so let me take this then even a step further than in in navigating this and uh how then do we deal with some of the thoughts, particularly for those of us who've been brought up around, you know, rather stringent conservative ideological structures of of evangelicalism, you know, that says, you know, this is a you know, this, this disease is a scourge upon the nation. And, you know, some of when, not in, not anyone in the class, but some has went as, as far. Um, and I don't think anybody at, at North Park per se, but in just in the media, some has went as far as to say like, this is God's punishment on the nation for going against Trump and trying to impeach him and whatnot. And, you know, it just gets crazy. So how, how would you suggest navigating just some of those own thoughts and personal theologies that have st- that still stem from some of that toxicity uh, in religion? Right? It's like um, 
God is is punishing us or God uh, is angry with us or um, maybe even so. I mean, just looking at kind of a, a cause and effect type of God, a binary God. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I know. And, and I ask primarily because I know, you know, this stuff comes up in, sometimes in conversation and and, uh, and 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 how we interact. And I know even for me, it's like, you know, it's taken years to undo that mm-hmm. fundamentalist perspective that I was raised with as, a, you know, as, as growing up in a black, very rigid Seventh-day Adventist tradition, you know, that, you know, saw God in a binary space. And so uh, every move was like calculated and God was this angry person in the clouds whipping everybody, right, that didn't do his will. And he was a he, right? So I don't know. Does that make sense? Doc? Yeah, it does. It does. And First of all, I just want to apologize to, I mean, thinking of your students, if they're coming from that rigid and see, I think it has a lot to do with control. We want to control God. Yes. And I think, again, people who have that kind of theology, when you look at the story of Job, right, you know, Come on. And, um, his friend, the best things the friends could have done was to kept, keep their mouth shut. Right. Once they started making assumptions and presumptions about what God was doing or not doing, that's when bleep hit the fan. The thing is, we don't know. And people want to make meaning out of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whether your theology is this or not, keep your mouth shut because we don't. You're telling you're assuming, you know, what is on God's mind. The thing is, we don't know. Mm. God's mind. What we do know. And I just that's why I love the story of Job is like. There's so much bigger things happening in the world and in the universe. And we have to take also responsibility. There are things that our government didn't do. <laughs> yeah. There's happening behind the scenes that we're not talking about, which I'm sure will come up later. But for me personally and theologically, I look at Jesus, <laughs> who is always full of compassion, who is God, and always aired on side of compassion and love. And that was consistent, you know? That, yeah. Who was the, the, the Pharisees are the people that he called the brood of vipers. <laughs> there it is. Come on. The religious people. Not those who were hungry and who were questioning, who were suffering. And so I don't know what on earth literally is happening in the world. But I do know at the end of the day that God is a God of love. God is not looking at the world saying, oh, you know, screw you guys. But more of a God who's saying, you know, I love this world. I love this creation. I love these people. And then to ask ourselves, well, how are you, what are you doing, Elizabeth, to show this love? How are you embodying this love? And not to judge this, judge this. That's deep. And to me. But what are you doing? Because I've called you to love. I've called you to be a light and salt. And not, and that's, and we're doing the opposite when we're telling, we're, we're claiming we know what's on the mind of God. Who knows what's on the mind of God? Yes. But to love and to care and to love our neighbor as ourselves. Is judging loving your neighbor? Is condemning loving your neighbor? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Absolutely. I mean, and all right, so this is good. This is really good. I mean, especially when we start thinking about... just our, you know, as as they call it in seminary, right? This idea of ontology, this this sense of being, this sense of space yeah. and place, 
Um, cause I know a lot of folks who just feel like they don't have agency in this space. They don't have, you know, it's like, like you said, we want to control things. And so, you know, consequently, right. We have all these conspiracy theories that, uh, you know, COVID was manufactured in a, somewhere and then dropped on the U S and, you know, and those, and those just keep going, right. Those just kind of just flow out all over the place. Um, what would you recommend, as we move forward, I mean, this semester obviously is going to end here in a few weeks, but this whole thing, we were just talking, you know, right before I hit record, like, you know, this stuff we got, we're, we're in it for a long haul. Um, mm-hmm. What are some, you've talked about breathing and, and whatnot. What are some other self-care tips that we can embrace and begin to engage with theologically as well, like spiritually as well? Um, because I, and, and the reason I bring that up, Doc, is because I think oftentimes, we don't hear enough good theology and good holistic perspectives that are integrated, like you said, theology and psychology. Um, and I know for me, even just listening to you, I'm just like, oh man, this is great. This is this is the type of of message I want. I want to hear um, because it's easy to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? When like you know, criticizing and critiquing religion. Well, at the end of the day, I still believe in God. I still believe in Jesus. You know, mm-hmm. and it's easy for that to get lost in the midst of mm-hmm. criticism, mm-hmm. If, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Right. Absolutely. 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 Um, yeah. So here are a couple of things. I'm going to talk just kind of personally a little bit about please and kind of navigating this. So um, I'm single. I live alone. Um, my family's on the East Coast and and parts um, and I love what I do. I love teaching. I love researching. And part of what that keeps a thriving single life for me is being in community. Like your wife is one of my dearest friends. You know, we love eating and going out together and hanging. <laughs> yes. Um, and other dear friends that who are kind of part of my tribe. And that is something that I'm grieving. Mm. Thing. So I'm like, okay, God. So I'm assessing the situation. Like, here's the situation, God. I am by myself in my lovely apartment. Thank you, Lord, for that. Uh, That is a privilege and I'm glad for it. What, how, how, how can I be faithful in this space, giving my limitations and given where I'm at? And so each day, Dr. Dan, and especially I, I, I like doing things. I love serving and all that kind of stuff. So each day I ask myself two questions in some way. What is the invitation for God this is, and this is for the long haul. We don't know where we are, right? <laughs> How long right, is it gonna... right. What is God's invitation for me today? What am I called to be and to do today? However small, is it just connecting with a brother and friend like you doing this podcast, which that was the invitation for today and my offering. And what is my offering for today? Because we all have something to offer as well. So it's not just what I'm receiving, but what do I have to give today? And that is, Every day there's an opportunity for both. Hmm. What are you saying to me today? Is it just connecting with my, that's the invitation, talking to my nephews and nieces, which I'll probably do today, you know? Yes. Um, Just, you know, reaching out to a student today. And that doesn't, then it's not so overwhelming because if we see that as one friend said, as a sprint, we're going to burn out really quickly. Right. We only have today. We only have the gift of the present, the gift of this day, the manna for today. Because everything is changing so quickly. That, this has always been the case, but COVID has made it more salient. Is holding what we have today and being grateful for today. So, God, what's my invitation that you're calling me to be and to do? 
you know? And secondly, what do I have to offer? And it doesn't have to be big. It could be just like, you know, I'm just going to check up on a friend's. I'm going to make a donation of $5 somewhere. Yeah. I'm going to offer a prayer for someone in their family, you know? And that keeps us engaged and empowered. And it, and you just don't know those little things add up to big things. You put a penny or five cents every day, that ends up being a lot at some point down the line. What we sow, we do end up reaping. People usually think of that verse as negative, but I think there's a, a gift and sowing in the season for me that I trust that God will bring a harvest. I, I may see it and I may not, but I'm going to be faithful to what I'm called to in this COVID restriction, sheltered in place situation. Yeah. Wow. That- What's that? Does that make sense, Dr. Dan? Yes. No, absolutely it does. I, I love that. That is, that's a good word. I think, you know, in the midst of all of this and... You know, I mean, somebody tweeted the other day, they were like, you know, um, some of these professors' classes, they weren't popping to begin with in person. So, you know, it's like, don't, <laughs> don't be expecting anything, you know, any miracles to happen. So, I could, I, you know, and I know, I mean, I won't go into naming any names, but there's been, you know, there's been definitely plenty of folks that I've engaged over the last few few days or a few weeks i should say you know that just it, you know their classes so i like i their classes are, are struggling online right it's like you know so i can only mm-hmm. imagine just being a student trying to mm-hmm. navigate all that stuff and trying to still keep your gpa and yeah this is a good word mm-hmm. and again just i love what you said about grace this is unlike any other time you know, if you need to be sane, if, if, if getting a B in class is going to keep you grounded, get the B. I know it's hard. <laughs> Ooh. Or even get the C. If that's going to keep you sane, if that's going to keep you grounded, because at the end of the day. Yeah. Will this, gr- I mean, this is where I'm going to get like, you know, hyper spiritual here. Like, will this grade really keep you from the things of God has for you? Oh. Really? then we serve a very small God. If a C is going to keep you from getting, I mean, it might bruise your ego, but it's not going to prevent you from the bigger things that God has for you. Well, that's, that's a, again, that's a great word. Cause I think it is easy to get caught up with again, those details, right? It's like that, that, and, and, and I know, and I'm saying this as somebody who all through college and grad school and for, this, for my doctorate as well. I mean, I, I always wanted an A. I, I didn't like no minus or nothing like that, right? And but there were times when it was just like, well, you know, I've done the best I could. You know, obviously nothing like this happened when I was in school, but it's like, you know, there were just times that a B plus, that was just it. Or a B, like you said, you know, that was that was that was the best that could come out given the circumstances of whatever semester um, you know, the situation was over that semester. So Right. This is good. This is yeah, real good. Yeah, it's about being well. At the end of the day, and I think you would argue for that, for what I want for my students, I don't want them to get an A and then they collapse at the end of this and burn out or have some type of, of breakdown, which is possible. Right. It's not worth it to me. Communicate with me. We're going to figure this thing out together. And I've had to talk to a couple of my students around that saying, you know what? What do you need so you can do this successfully? And successfully may look different. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, straight yeah. up, straight up. Some of, some of your students are caregivers. Some of your students are translators. Some of your students are navigating their own mental health. Again, look at the bigger pictures as best as you can. I'm not saying it's not hard, 
If this means keeping yourself healthy, your family healthy, your relationships healthy, your physical health healthy, compare it to that grade. What weighs more at the end of the day? Yeah. Only you know that answer. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Man, this is this has been uh this has been great. Oh, look at that. You get a big cheer and everything, man. This is uh this is like interpersonal <laughs> so, you know. Um, I love that, Dan. Yeah. What are some things to look out for in families just in general, just in some of the own things that pop up, you know, within families, for example, you know, triangulation and, uh, you know, the family projections and all that. Uh, again, yeah. I know this could open up another book and a whole nother conversation, but I'm just curious as a therapist, how do, how do we navigate some of those those things now that we're all in close quarters? Okay, so this two things will either happen again. Um, this could be an amazing opportunity to work those muscles of communication because sometimes the school probably often, if not, was an exit where you didn't have to deal with it. But now yeah. you're at home. so and it's but and it's going to be wobbly, especially if you're not comfortable communicating again. Because one thing, because one of the ways to break these breakdowns or triangulation is to communicate, saying, you know, mom, dad, brother, sister, why don't you talk to her about this? Why she didn't do the dishes or why isn't she talking to me? I don't know. I can't read this person's mind. And that takes a lot of uh, of, of, of uh, courage to do that, especially if you're not expected to do that or people, everyone has a role in their fan. That's another thing. Yeah. In this season, the roles are becoming really explicit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's the peacemaker. He's the peacemaker. They're the peacemaker. Oh, they're the one who likes to instigate, you know? So and it, there are blessings and challenges of this time because you start to see the different roles. Again, only thing you can control is like, where do you, what do you, wh- how do you want, what kind of role do you want to play? Do you want to continue with this role away at the patterns or are you going to change the pattern? But note that if you're going to challenge the pattern, it's going to cause some rupture because oh, there's this thing in family systems called homeostasis. Come on. Basically, however dysfunctional the family is, no one likes to rock the boat because people want to keep it the way it is. So if you're going to rock the boat, just know that there's going to be pushback. So you have to decide how you're going to rock the boat, when you're going to rock the boat. Again, what's because you need some wisdom and discernment for this, because you don't if, if you're stuck with these folks for the next five months, do you want to rock the boat right now? You can like table it. Say, you know what? I want to address this when I can have some time to get out. <laughs> right. You can get some good data because it's very important. But do you want to sit with that rupture and that 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 pushback? And it may not be good for you. Mm-hmm. So He's like, okay, here's what I see the dynamics now, and you get to choose. Am I ready to do with that now? Because I really want to empower your students as well, saying, okay, you're going to be you're going to get a lot, or you're getting a lot of information from your family, and you get to decide based on your own mental health and on your own well being. And do I want to address this now or is it something I want to table and dress later when I have more exits? Mm, mm, I like that. Because sometimes maybe it's not the best thing to dress it now because you're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> right. And do you want to give that energy to that? And that, that later could be a month from now when you're done with your classes. The later can be three months from now. But later, maybe maybe you're talking it with fam- other friends or your therapist to kind of strategize. You want wisdom. And there's some things that are not best addressed now because, again, 
you can't, you don't have a way out. You don't have an exit at this point. Yeah. But you can't collect data. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's great. That's a great point about the exit. And, you know, like you said, having the, the break because for, for that is the case for a lot of students, right? It's like, you know, they do have mm-hmm. the space between or being in a dorm or being in an apartment with somebody. It's like away from, and those can be, they have their own issues as well, but being away from, you know, family context, especially if you've moved back in to a situation that wasn't great to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. That's, that's good. That's good. And it's just not easy. And, and not to say any of that, it is all of this. And I want to stress this again, Dan, it's hard. This is tough stuff. Hence, that's why the breathing, taking time to go out, because you're, you're going to constantly need to be grounded some more days than others. Reaching out to your the, your good support system, another good. Who are the people you can reach out to? Um, because you can't. It, it's a lot, and some of some of the situations are really really tough. So I don't want to minimize that at all. So find you know your people, your tribe, um, as best as you can. Eat well, breathe, journal, create, cry, shout, um, so that you can. You know, as best as you can, navigate these very challenging times. Real last question, then, because I, I know time is nine. I don't. I, I know you got stuff going on, but I, I'm curious. How do you? What would you suggest to folks who, you know, when when the, let's say I just, I just the image that popped in my head was like you know shouting and like let it out, right? You know, even tears for fears for those of you, you know, little, yeah, little uh, 1980s, back in oh <laughs> yeah. right, you know, yeah. shout, let it all out. These are the things that you can live with. Anyway, all right, all right. But you know, so, but like when you do that, and then somebody's just like, oh, but what's wrong? And oh, let me pray for you. And like, you know, your spirituality must be really struggling. How do you navigate? And, and maybe this is my own personal thing, because that stuff burns me. I'm just like, dude, I'm just doing what I got to what, what the hell I got to do. Like, you know, it doesn't mean I'm. I'm like this some heretic now or whatever. It's like I like, and I keep bringing up the spirituality things because I know that that's just such a thing. Uh, being in a you know a small private Christian school like North Park, um, just some just some just some final thoughts on kind of just navigating some of those things. Like, oh, why did you? Why are you breathing? Like, why do you have to do those things? Like, oh, all you need is God. You don't need to do this mindfulness stuff. This that's that's just like new agey. You know, all you just need to have, you just need Jesus. You know, it's so annoying when I hear that, to be honest, because <laughs> it, it denies our humanity. Right? Yes. And again, we just went through Holy Week and I was reading the Gospels. Jesus was sweating blood. Mm. You know, he on the cross was like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why do you think that we can't have those same feelings? (laughs) And he was God, you know what I mean? And I just, I just, I just, it baffles me that people don't see scripture or Christianity holistically. We deny the fleshly part of we're human. Dan, as much as I believe and you believe if, if either of us hit each other or get punched, I'm going to feel it. And I'm going to, ouch, no matter how much I love Jesus or Jesus loves me, I'm a physical human being. It's going to be painful. And when something is painful, it's expressed in some way. My spirituality does not minimize that. Actually, it should enhance that, to be honest. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And so people just need that we're not we're not Gnostics. We're physical beings with feelings. 
And to over-spiritualize our feelings or our embodiment actually is blasphemous, I think. <laughs> Come on. You know? And so when someone says, like, you know what? Listen, I'm a body. I'm a, I would just say, punch, you know, want me to punch you and see how much you, you know, how your spirituality will help you? <laughs> right. Yeah, you can pray, but you're going to get a bloody nose and you're going to be upset and you're going to be angry. Not prayers are going to help you in that moment. Why, why do you think it's different in our emotional anguish and our own pain? So if this is what I need to do to express myself, look at the Psalms again, plenty of laments there of being forsaken and tears and wailing and crying. That's, this is the stuff of life. And albeit, I think it's some of my most sacred moments have been wailing and crying before God. And not just in those places of where just tough it up and suck it up. Whew. That's that's great. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think uh this has been great. I appreciate just the uh the insight uh because again, just again reading discussion boards and just in you know, just interacting with students over the last couple of weeks. I know you know, some of these things have been coming up. So uh Dr. Pierre, I thank you so much for uh, coming out. Where might students reach it? I'm assuming just the North Park email, because you know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm open to that. I think at this point, we all are in this together. So I have no problem if students need to reach out or have any questions about anything I said. I said more than happy to connect via video or email. Um, eo eo Pierre at northpark.edu. Really, just, I, and I say that sincerely. Perfect. No, that's great. Thank you. And again, for those listening, I'll, you know, I'll, uh, in fact, you can probably just look Doc up on in the uh, in the system, in the Outlook system and just and just email yeah. her. Um, because, again, you're I, I feel like you're such a wealth of a resource and not enough people know about you and what you uh, offer. Um, and plus, you know, <laughs> being in North Park, you know, and being one of the last few uh, black folks on campus, it's always good to just get more <laughs> more connected to other black folk on campus. Yes, yes. Oh, you know, I think we're down to one hand now, you know, with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. But, uh, can I just offer this one last thing to you? Please, please, please. I just, just want to say that. Um, listen, you know, you have an amazing professor here and Dr. Dan who cares about you and who's doing these amazing, amazing podcasts um, to um, just to know that you're not alone. You know, I think this is one way that Dr. Dan is doing that. If there are any points where you just feel really, really, really low and you just feel like, man, there's no exit. Remember this, that you're not alone. Um you know, for those of you who, you know, who have a faith background, God is right there. Mm. You're not left alone. There's nowhere, there's no place you can go that there's not one last cry for a rescue and where you won't be rescued. And oftentimes that God provides that through people. So you reach out to Dr. Dan, I've, you can reach out to me or any other person where you just feel like, you know what, I just can't think I can take it anymore. You reach out. You are not alone. Don't ever think that you are alone. Reach out um, and know that 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 does God provide um, each day in the way that you need. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Doc. We appreciate you and your and your words, your wisdom, um, and just your insight. Uh, and you know, navigating this uh, 
this very unique uncharted uh, time we find ourselves in. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you for doing this. I love all the little, like little uh, sound effects too. That was fun. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. <laughs>